Good afternoon. This is Sam Brooks, and welcome to Local Matters Sports. Today, I got a special guest here that just come off of an awesome season at Cookville High School, and he is the offensive coordinator, Derek Samber. Hey, Sam, this is awesome. Thanks for having me. Oh, man, it's great to have you. I, I can't wait to dive into uh, your season this year and, you know, first year back at Cookville High School working for uh, Jimmy Maynard as the offensive coordinator. But first, I want to go back to, to little Derek when you were learning about football and you grew up in uh, Jamestown. I did. In York. Tell me about young Derek. So uh, this is probably cheesy and whatever else, Sam, <laughs> but I promise it's truth. Uh I think I was eight years old and playing peewee ball, and uh, we were actually putting in an option or veer type play, and uh, I knew it from Nebraska had played Tennessee the year before, mm. and I knew Nebraska had kind of ran the veer, the triple option, and uh, so I kind of knew the play going in said something about it, and the coach called me a student of the game, <laughs> and I knew when I was eight years old that I wanted to be a teacher of the game and wanted to be a coach. So wow. always been a goal of mine. I guess it was fate or destiny or whatever you want to call it, but I always knew I wanted to coach. Man, that that is awesome, and, and I'm like you in a lot of ways, a little bit older than you. Won't say how much older, but a little, little bit older. You, we've we've had some of the same experiences. Every time when I have someone in here, a young coach or even an old coach, you know, like Watson Brown, and you be sure and go back and tell him I said he was an old coach. I'll do. And uh, you, you know, every one of those guys, some of the most focal points in their life and mentors that they had are the teachers, and they are their old coaches. Yeah. So who in your life you know, really got you going down this path that you can look back and, and kind of blame for that, if you will? <laughs> I'm glad you said that, Sam. I mean, that's what this is all about, and I really appreciate you doing this. But it's about giving back. And uh, football and, and the coaches I've had have given me so much as, as a coach, as a person. Um, so, yeah, I've had a lot of mentors. I've been really, really blessed to, be a, uh, to have been around a lot of great coaches. And uh, Derwin Wright was my high school coach. Always Love looked up to Derwin. Always looked up to Derwin and set a great example for me when I was a player and then actually got to coach under him and coach with him. And uh, obviously Ben Heron at Upperman, uh, now I think the all-time winningest coach at Upperman, had a chance to learn from him. And then this past year between Jimmy Maynard and Watson Brown, just tremendous, tremendous uh, guys that I've worked under. And then people like you, Sam, just community people, community coaches that – uh, you know, it's a fraternity, and everybody yes. looks to help everybody and learn from each other and help each other out. And I'm just glad to be a part of that, really. Yeah, and we're we're going to get back to the present and, and uh, talk a lot about Jimmy and the team and, and the special year that you guys had. But I, you know, I, you had to be playing at York when I was coaching um, at Upperman, and, and I know well, I know you were because I remember you. Yeah, and. Uh, you know, he had a great career playing with Derwin, and, and you. I'm going to go through a couple of things here. Awesome career. And then you got out there and you got into education, decided that that's what you wanted to, to do, and got the opportunity to help Derwin a little bit, and yeah. and, um, and then was able to get to Upperman High School with Ben Heron. How did that happen? Yeah, so again, maybe a fate thing or a God thing or however you want to look at that, Sam, but I can remember – um, I was taking a class through Roan State. It was a summer class uh, or maybe late spring. And uh, in the project, it was some sort of presentation. I introduced myself as Coach Samber. I was 20, 21 years old, but I thought I really need to try to make this happen. And so I went to Upperman High School and uh, introduced myself to the administration there. And uh, they just so happened to need a coach. And I, 
I was going to be happy to carry water or whatever, but jumped right into coaching, and uh, it was a little bit of a throw in the deep end, but I enjoyed it and learned a lot, and, uh, you know, we went from one and nine that first year to Upperman to doing some pretty good things my last year there. Now, were you, did he put you immediately at offensive coordinator that first year? Nope, nope. So, uh, Coach Chambers had left for a year. Oh, yes. uh, I think he took over the middle school program. So I was receivers coach, running backs coach. We didn't have a very big staff, so I did whatever I was asked to do. And then uh, I think Coach Chambers came back and was offense coordinator, and then I took over from there. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's that's where I kind of got to know you from afar and watching a little bit. And some special things happened down yeah. at Upperman High School during that time frame. And, and, you know, Ben was getting his feet wet and, and got in the door and, you know, did a great job. Uh the the athletes uh you, you built a team yep. from the ground up which i think is the way you have to do it in high school nowadays uh and, and that kind of all came together to create a very special situation i guess back in 2013 13 yep. was the the year and you know connor york uh uh, at that time, your quarterback was on our CSA Prep Star program, right. so I, I was real close to it and came to the games and, you know, really got to watch a very special special season unfold from game one all the way through the rest of the year. Yeah, so uh, that group, Connor and Patrick Ely and Robert Stevenson and Nick Baker, a, a big group of seniors, great group of kids, and uh, their first year was my first year, so I went all four years with those guys. We were one and nine that first year, Sam, and I can remember I think we went six or seven weeks without scoring an offensive point that first right. year. And by their senior year, uh, our fourth year there, uh, set some state and national records that may still stand. I don't know. Oh, I just an exciting brand of football, and you know one. Uh, you you know me. I mean, the, re, the people get on me all the time for liking the Florida Gators uh, for a period of time. But, I, you know, uh, I'm glad to be able to say this publicly, and I've never said this before. The reason I started liking the Florida Gators was because of Steve Spurrier. Right. You know, he was the only one. He came out of Duke and went to Florida, and he was the only one really throwing the, the ball around. And, you know, it's great for me to be able to talk about this with you because <laughs> the offensive side of the football and our mentality with the, with the spread, it, it's all about mismatches. Absolutely. You know, and where the no huddle has come from, it gives guys like you and me to take a look at a sitting defense and be able to create a mismatch with someone maybe who I feel like is one of my better players and put him on a, a mismatch, someone who may not be one of their best cover guys. And, you know, they say we throw it all the time, and we throw it our share. There, there's no <laughs> doubt. We threw a lot of it in high school. But, but it was all about mismatches and what the defense gave us. Talk a little bit more about that. You mentioned that with uh, no huddle and tempo. And uh, 2013, we were really one of the first schools doing that, at least in this area, uh, maybe in high school ball in general in the state of Tennessee. Uh, but I kind of equate it to playing poker and being able to see the, the other right. guy's hand because they've got to get up there and just try to align. They can't try to uh, bluff their defense, bluff their front or coverage. Uh, they've just got to try to get lined up. And uh, you mentioned uh, 2013 and a special game from or a special season from the first game on. Uh, we scored 60 points against Gordonsville in that first game. And uh, they were coming off a state championship. And I can just remember their guys trying to sub in and out, and they were tired and they're gassed and uh, really built a lot of belief in our kids to see that kind of win and that kind of uh, performance against a, a defending state champion team. And so, uh, again, I think the tempo of the no huddle had a lot to do with that between guys being tired and then the defense just having to show their hand. Yeah, and there, there's no doubt. And, it, you know, there's an aspect of that, too, that, that uh, is very beneficial for your defense if you can hold that ball a while. 
I just think that, that when you can get to the line and run your plays, and I'll tell you what it got to this year, Sam, we had a great quarterback in Cade Smith. We would actually give Cade two plays a lot of the time, and based off the alignment, usually of one defender, but uh, based off that, he could check to one of two different plays. So even if defenses do try to get complex or complicated, uh, we kind of had a built-in answer to that. And so Cade was able to check to one play or the other uh, based on the alignment of the defense. Today we're talking to Derek Samber, offensive coordinator at Cookville High School now, coming off a exceptional season at CHS for Jimmy Maynard and his staff. Uh, and that, that takes us through the 2013 season with a special group of guys. A couple of those guys got an opportunity to go play college ball, um, Connor being one of them. And you mentioned a couple others there. And success breeds that. It does. Uh, and, you know, again, success breeds that. I really think the struggle bred that within that group of seniors. And just a special thing we had at Upperman, uh, really an experience I wish I could bottle up and just relive it every fall. Because uh, it's such a great group of kids, and they had been through that struggle. I think it was one in nine and then two, four, and six seasons. But they worked through those things, they fought through those things, and then they reaped the benefits of it in 2013. Yeah, no doubt about that. And that, that takes you to a point to where you got to make a pretty tough decision in, in your life. Everything's going well at, at UHS. You guys set national state records with your offense that year. A lot of points per game, a lot of excitement. Uh, fan base was great, great support from the community. And then you got the opportunity to go back home. I did, Sam, and uh, you mentioned it. It was a really difficult decision. And uh, I've not told a whole lot of people this, but I had some other offers to leave Upperman and just never did. It, it, it had really become home to me. Uh, it was a place I enjoyed, a place I had really no com- complaints about. Loved the kids, loved the coaches that I coach with. Uh, great community atmosphere at Upperman. And uh, it, it actually was Coach Wright that called me personally uh, and that did a lot. It was a situation where I could go home, and uh, uh, my mom, as well as a teacher at York Institute, and so to work with her and to go back home and to have the opportunity to coach for my high school coach, as we've talked about, uh, was something ultimately I, I just couldn't say no to. And you also had the opportunity to take one with you uh, in, in Justin Qualls and get him up there and, uh, be I think, be your defensive coordinator at that time. He was. He came up and called the defense and did a great job and uh, – Appreciate it was a sacrifice on Justin's part, and I appreciate him doing that. And uh, uh, again, bringing one from Upperman. My experience with that has been, uh, you know, when I worked for Ron Chambers at Cookville High School for many years, and, and was his offensive coordinator. He gave me a lot of uh, freedom, a lot of duties, yeah. uh, head coaching duties. And I, you know, I, I kind of thought I had a pretty good idea what it was going to be like to be a head coach, but I was completely wrong. And it slaps you in the face, and you, you think you know something, and, and you really you, you don't ever know anything until you do it. Right, and uh, did a lot of good things. Uh, I really respect Coach Heron, and he turned a lot of responsibilities over to me, and I thought I was ready to be a head coach. And I don't know if it was a matter of readiness, but like you said, some of the reality of it sets in, and uh, certainly not everything about the job is fun. There's a lot of responsibility, but uh, uh, it was a good experience ultimately, and one I, I was glad that I – I guess bet on myself and took the opportunity uh, to go there and be the head coach at York. Good two years at York, and you got the, some things going. And uh, you look at York now this year with Derwin Wright taking back over the reins of the football program. They had an exceptional season. They did. I knew it was a great group of kids uh, that I was leaving. And, it, again, it was a difficult decision. It's never easy to leave. Uh, you know, we've already talked about it, Sam, but it's about relationships with kids and coaches in the community. And it was difficult to leave. And uh, I knew Coach Wright would do a great job with those kids. I knew I was leaving them in great hands and that they would have success this year.
Today we're talking to the offensive coordinator at Cookville High School, Coach Derek Samber. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Sam Brooks, and we're talking to Derek Samber today, offensive coordinator at Cookville High School. And we're just breaking into uh, your first head coaching stint up at York. And uh, you know what? What was your takeaways from that? I uh, learned a lot, Sam. Um, really, the amount of responsibility that goes with that job. Um, had a lot of positive experiences uh, just to make an impact on kids and uh, have so many relationships from York that kids still call me, text me. Uh, they've done well on a test. They've got a, a big life decision coming up. And I think that head coaching position, maybe even more so than an assistant coach, gives you that opportunity to make an impact. And uh, kids particularly look to you in that role and um, did a lot of good things in Jamestown and uh, – was happy to have gone through that and had that experience. How rewarding was it for you for your old high school coach in Derwin taking back over the program and then seeing how successful they were this season? Yeah, I mean, like I said, Sam, I knew that the the table was set for a big year for them and uh, was really difficult to leave there, and I can't stress that enough. Uh, so many kids that I wasn't looking forward to telling I was leaving, uh, so many relationships, so many uh, coaches that I left there. Really didn't want to leave, but it was rewarding and would send those boys text every week that I was pulling for them and followed their scores. And, you know, just to have those relationships that live on regardless um, of who I'm employed by. You get a call from Jimmy Maynard, Cookville High School. You, yeah. you uh known Jimmy, of course, for a while in the coaching ranks. And, you know, I, th- I think Jimmy, and I appreciate him for it, Jimmy, I think Jimmy calls me about every year and asked me to come out and help him with receivers. And one of these days, I'm, I'm going to be able to take him up on that. I hope and, so. Uh, so Jimmy Jimmy calls you and actually called me, and we, we actually had a conversation about it early on. Uh-huh. And uh, just wanting to know kind of what I thought. Did I know you and all of that? And, of course, I knew you from Upperman, and I, you know, I thought it immediately. I thought it would be a good uh, fit. And not, not only that you would learn some stuff from Jimmy – as a head coach and him being a mentor to you. But at the same time, Jimmy would learn some stuff about your thoughts in offensive football. He would benefit from that too. Yeah. Man, Jimmy gave me a call and in the coaching world for sure, but if Jimmy Maynard gives you a call, you answer. So I took that call and uh, um, was excited, was honored that he even called me. My initial reaction, honestly, Sam, was that, you know, I appreciate him giving me a call, but I just kind of figured I would stay at York. And as it progressed and the more I talked to Jimmy and sat down with him and just such an immense respect for Coach Maynard and uh, the opportunity to work for him, really a challenge I'd always looked forward to at some point in my career, Sam, was to coach in 6A ball. Um, you, you get a chance to come back, and, and I remember actually being out there and talking to you one afternoon, yeah. and, the, you know, this this guy – by the name of Watson Brown walks in and you know Jimmy had talked to him about helping just a little yeah you know when he can at whatever times he could show up and that ended up being you know Watson don't do anything on a halftime basis and <laughs> and you know Jimmy you got to give him credit he knows that yeah and so all of a sudden Watson Brown is thrown in the mix probably somebody that I would venture to say would be considered one of the best quarterback coaches in our nation Jimmy told me uh, probably February or March that Watson was wanting to do something or sit down and talk with us. So uh, we had a meeting, and we met for probably three or four hours one night. And uh, that alone was one of the best experiences I've had in coaching. (laughs) I asked Coach Maynard the next day for Watson's number, 
just wanted to send him a text say, hey, thanks for your time. That meant a lot to me, and I learned a lot. And uh, so I thanked Watson, texted him there, and I think we've texted or talked on the phone every day since then. And, uh, you know, my wife made jokes about it or whatever, about <laughs> Watson being the other woman or whatever. <laughs> and I say that to say this, Sam. That's funny. Uh, we would spend probably three hours, four hours on Sunday on the phone just game planning for that week and to have that sort of relationship with a coach that's been at Vanderbilt, a coach that's been at Oklahoma, a coach that's the only coach that won the OVC at Tech, uh, all the things that Watson's done and for me to be this young, up-and-coming, whatever, just happy to be here, coach, and uh, Watson to kind of pour that kind of time and, and to invest in me the way he did, man, that's something that stuck with me and uh, something that I want to do you know, not just as I get towards the end of my coaching career, but even now to give back and to help out. And, man, it's just been a great experience with Watson. And then and then you got Jimmy Maynard on the other side, uh, who I consider to be one of the best defensive minds, as well as being very good on the offensive side of the football. What separates Jimmy Maynard to me is structure. Yeah. You know, he is an organizationalist, and he knows what he wants out of his players and knows how to get it. Yep. And uh, that was one of the things that struck me with Jimmy and just something I really enjoyed in working with him and was just excited to work with him. And like you said, defense mind, offense mind, Jimmy's done this. I think he said his 38th year. So just to be able to pick the brains of Coach Maynard, Coach Watson Brown, uh, couldn't have asked for a better experience this year. Yeah, you know, we had Jimmy in here on the show, and of course he did a great job. Uh, you know, I never told him it was going to be about him until until he got here because he, <laughs> he wouldn't have came. Uh, but we did talk about early on, and, you know, it's not been all roses all along the way for Jimmy. He started out in White County yeah. and uh, went through some, some tough years, some good years. Yeah. Had some good players. Uh, but, you know, he said that was the very beginning of his learning experience and where he, he, he really grew as a football coach And during those tough times. Some, sometimes you can learn a lot more during the tough times than you can the great times. Absolutely. And, uh had some tough times myself at York a little bit and uh, some injuries and whatever else. But, man, I'm a, I'll be a better head coach one day, Sam, for learning from Jimmy, learning from Watson Brown and their experiences. And Coach Maynard's not one that loves to talk about himself, but, man, you get him alone in his office and just talk ball and pick his brain. Uh, that's made me better, just to be able to have those resources and those relationships. Uh, great coaches, but just better men. And I think I'm a better coach, but a better person have coached under those two guys this yeah year. there's no doubt and then you know the rest of the staff uh, you, you want to go ahead and mention a little bit about the offensive side of the football absolutely man absolutely coach foster coach david foster is our defense coordinator he took on the role of line coach just a very uh a move of humility on his part um man has a lot of responsibility for him and he did a tremendous job had a great working relationship great personal relationship with coach foster uh this year he did an awesome job with our offensive line Coach Justin Qualls helped him with that as well. Uh, Coach Bocar, uh, one of Jimmy's nephews and right. former players, did our receivers. And uh, love Bo to death. He does a great job, man, and is just so willing to do whatever it takes off the field, on the field, uh, film-wise, whatever's needed. Bo takes care of it. Uh, and then Watson coached our quarterbacks, and uh, that's just a great experience all the way around. Had to be just a – you know. Uh your quarterback, Cade Smith, uh, have, having the availability to have Watson around to bounce yeah. these ideas off of and have Watson lead him through the progression from spring practice all the way through your senior season had to be a 
just an incredible experience for that young man. Yep. And Cade's one that brilliant kid, awesome kid, humble kid, respectful kid, all those things. And uh, I'm proud of some of the things I've done with quarterback Sam, but to see the way that Watson prepares his guys, and it, I mean, literally next level collegiate type preparation week in and week out, and to see the growth and maturation of Cade because of that, again, made him better quarterback. I was a better coach just for seeing the way Watson went about things. Well, and you, and you know with Cade, all of his athletic ability came from his mom's side of the family. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we know that. But, you know, seriously, though, uh, Cade's dad, Jim, was a high school quarterback at Cookville High School, a very good quarterback. Uh, of course, his dad, his grandpa, uh, you know, ran the John, owned the John, De- uh, John Deere uh, dealership here in Cookville. And, of course, I knew them. He played at Tennessee Tech a long yeah. time ago and knows Jim Raglan, knew Jim Raglan very well. And just a just a great family, you yep. know, right there. And, you know, just a – I mean, you, you could go right down the line at Cookville High School this year with the families and the team that you yep. built. Senior-led team that you guys – Jimmy, of course, built from yes. the ground up. Yep. Uh, top to bottom, kids that love football, kids that love each other, no egos – uh, everybody sacrificed for one another. Uh, nobody counted carries. Nobody counted touches. Nobody counted yards. They wanted to see us win football games, and they put themselves on the line for 48 minutes every Friday night to win football games. Little bias myself on your tailback in uh, Day Day Gist yeah. and just had a you know almost 1,500 yards on the ground running for you this year, and then 300 or, or some odd in the in the uh, catching uh, receptions department. Kind of partial to him. He was one of our CSA kids, and, and just back. did a great job with that. I, I was just, uh, just very impressed, you know, with how he handled the football for you guys all yep. year long. He was a workhorse, Sam, and uh, I guess had some big leads in some earlier games. Didn't have a ton of carries, uh, but the the one on day day, man, second round of the playoffs against Riverdale, I think. 253 yards and five touchdowns, man. And when it mattered, we knew we could turn around hand day-day the ball and he'd get the yards, and, and he got a lot of them that night, that's for sure. You know, speaking of that game, that was, that was tough because in the first go-around against Riverdale, uh, honestly, quite honestly, that's probably the one you guys let get away. You, sh- you probably should have beat them yep. uh, down there. But you, you, you put on an exhibition yep. that night of offensive football. Yep. Uh, so those, that was one of those nights, Sam, uh, obviously the kids were excited. You wonder if that's going to be a detriment or if that motivation is going to pay off and it paid off and, uh, without getting too much into it or maybe revealing too much, but we tweaked the way we blocked one thing and man, it was off the races for day day. Uh, had a couple other things. We put a kid, Dave and dial at receiver and he made some big catches, uh, Kate had a few turnovers the first time we played Riverdale and again just speaks to his resiliency and his response uh, a big night for us uh, I think we scored 56 and uh, quarterback running back offensive line did a great job uh, it's just a great night like you said of offense now the colleges can't comment but we can I know that <laughs> Day Day Guest is uh, verbally committed to Tennessee Tech I yep. know David Dial I think is UT Martin bound he's considering a couple different schools uh, Q uh, Q Hicks is going to Tech, I believe, and uh, Kate Smith's got to land somewhere, boys. Mike Scavo's got to land somewhere. Those are two great kids that can absolutely get it done at the next two level. Two great players with, uh, on the Smith side, probably some baseball possibilities for absolutely, him. Absolutely, man. He can do anything it's asked of him. Grades are through the roof. Same thing with Mike. Mike Scavo, and I'm an offensive guy, but my goodness, that kid at linebacker, he was the defensive MVP. Like I said, the toughest di- district in the Just state. A great player. Yeah. Well, congratulations on uh, an exceptional season in your first year 
at Cookville High School. Man, thank you for taking the time to come and spend with us a little bit this afternoon. It's been great. To, uh, I know you, but it's been great uh, for all the folks that are going to hear this to get to know you a little bit better, Coach Sammer. Sam, this is great, man. Keep doing what you're doing. Have coaches on here. This is great to give back, and I am just appreciate you calling me and having me be a part of it. Thanks, man. Have a good day. Yes, sir.